0: This is the official Caps Church podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on? We've got a great episode for you today, as always, Caps fans. We'll be talking about some league news, and huh, boy, is there a plenty. Uh, especially with a little bit of the drama that has been going on uh, over on the West Coast, but we'll also be talking about the single game because we are going to be streaming previous to the uh, the wild game. Is that right, Polly? On Sunday
1: here? Correct. Yeah. So the wild game will be covered next week.
0: Absolutely. So, Caps fans. Uh, typically, this would be a game or a episode where we would be talking about league news and a week in review for the Washington Capitals on Monday, and then on Thursday we'll be talking about our segment based stuff. Which, what's your segment going to be? Snack time with Polly Cupcakes, Polly.
1: The abomination that is the decision to ruin <laughs> Keith Yandle's Iron Man streak. Ooh, touchy subject. Yeah, touchy just subject. shy of a thousand.
0: Wow brutal uh and then i hockey troll in the hockey troll hip check will be discussing um you know the whole J- J. Beagle incident, which if you've been on hockey twitter i'm sure you're getting caught with a couple right hooks which troy terry ate in perpetuity and we'll we'll talk a little bit about like you know what's the discourse about why are people having problems with it and you know uh I will provide my commentary, which you may or may not like, uh not for everyone, right, Polly,
1: yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's why we're not chicklets
0: <laughs> all right, I think we should just pop pop some tabs and get it going. Let's do it, one, two, three. Polly, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, shout out Pensacola Beach. I'm wearing my beach tire from when I was on vacation. I don't know; seemed like a good fitting thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, looking at you dressed like that with your sunglasses on, yeah. As we record inside, all I can think is uh, you've got major salt life sticker on your car when you live eight <laughs> hours from the beach vibes. <laughs> Dude,
0: that's fucking hilarious. Every time I see a Salt Life sticker that I've told you this a hundred times because so, we drive and we see it all the time. Salt Life. Every time I see Salt Life, I just think it says Slut Life. Like it, It's a poorly fabricated logo.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: if you're trying to say Salt Life, maybe they were trying for Slut Life. And then at that point, they're just marketing geniuses.
1: Yeah, they're like, we'll have this hidden message here.
0: Yeah. Um I don't even know what salt life is, really. Do you?
1: I think it means you like the beach.
0: Like, think about if you had a company that was literally bumper stickers and just one catchphrase. Uh, I envy that person because I'm sure they're rich.
1: Yeah. I mean, it kind of reminds me of... uh, There's a Patrick Dempsey movie called Made of Honor. And he always (laughs) tells people he's like... He talks about... He invented the coffee sleeve and he's like you know i get however many cents for every cup of coffee uses a sleeve it feels like that kind of company <laughs> where like yeah. like no one even knows that you're rich cuz you invented this thing that's everywhere but no one knows where it came from
0: fair enough yeah, yeah absolutely that's that's an incredible that is a very on brand, on par analogy yeah. polly sometimes i have brains
1: <laughs> thank you
0: yeah, I mean, we always talk about how your comparisons are a little off sometimes. Uh, while I understand them, I don't think maybe other people would, but I think that anyone would absolutely understand them. I've never seen... What was the movie? It's called Maid of Honor. Basically, he's
1: the Maid Rom- of Rom-com? On-
0: Rom-com? Yeah, okay. he's
1: he's the Maid of Honor for his female best friend. She marries... Well, I won't give away too much, but he's going to be... <coughs> Nobody may, cares about spoilers alerts, uh, He's going to be the Maid of Honor for his... Eric's- friend who meets a Scottish dude and then he tries to sabotage it because he realizes he's in love with her. It's a good rom-com. Okay. And if you, I mean, Patrick Dempsey, so I mean,
0: he's just... That's the British
1: guy. No, no or, that's uh, McDreamy from Grey's Anatomy.
0: Hmm, at a
1: loss, dude. Mm. You don't remember the guy who is with Meredith Grey,
0: Dude, I never husband? watched
1: Grey's Anatomy, but Oh Okay. Did you you watch Grey's Anatomy? Not on my own, but with women. Yeah, enough okay. people have had it on around me to know what it is. Mm. You've got you you would know who Patrick Dempsey is when you saw him.
0: Um, probably, uh, and name is familiar, but you know I'm a loser. Girls
1: don't hang out with me, so you know. Yeah. Well, now not a gonna, stud like you. Now, a, yeah, stud. <laughs> I don't know about that. Here, <laughs> I got to find something that you'll know he's in.
0: Okay, okay. Well, well, uh, you know, let's let's move on. Get. I think what is probably the most uh, impactful and cool story of the last week is that Eve Gascon became the first woman to win a Quebec Major Junior Hockey League game in 22 years on Friday. The only other woman to win a uh, Q-M-J-H-L, or a game in the queue, as we like to call it, uh, was a goalie named Charlene Labonte or Labonte. I'm not sure if, uh, you know, I'm not French nor French-Canadian, so I'm just trying to, like, you know, struggle through here. But who played for the uh, Acadie Bathurst Titan in 2000? So
1: I would assume that it would – wouldn't there be one of those little accents over the A if it was Labonte? I – doesn't French do that, or is that just I think German? it would be over the E. No? That's what I meant. Yeah. E, oh,
0: okay. Yeah, e. so maybe it, uh, well, and, but, you know, whenever you're copying and pasting and things like True. what we're doing, who knows if the uh, journalist in which we uh, ripped off this story from put in the actual uh, uh, thing, but, it, you know, it's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, us Americans, we, we don't have much punctuation. Literally all my work emails are void of all grammar and punctuation.
1: It's like a send a tweet.
0: Yeah. You know, and they say um, the most sophisticated languages uh, actually, and, and it's funny because I, I work with somebody from Georgia, shout out Tasso, um, who Georgian is an ancient language, she says. And so for like things like cell phone, there is no word in that language so, what they say is cell phone or iPhone or brand, the brand, right? Um, and very interesting. And in like the concepts are, are there. So, uh, speech pathologists out there and, and other, uh, histor- historians or anthropologists, uh, pretty interesting stuff. I never, me being a dumbass American, never even understood or even thought that was on the fucking radar. Like, but it makes complete logical sense, right? Like, of course. Yeah. You know, in ancient times, which is what this language is derived from, they didn't have internet, cell phones, cars, (laughs) you know, things like that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Um, yesterday I got Chinese for dinner and the guy's yelling (laughs) back to the kitchen, a whole bunch of stuff. And I assume either Mandarin or Cantonese, Mm -hmm. because those are the two most common. Sure. And the sentence was broken up by the word combo. And then he kept going... Like, he, he threw in combo, and, mm. like, maybe they don't have a word for combo. I don't know.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I don't maybe think that just this so- really pertains to our, like, accent stuff, like my my story and your story, but, yeah, it is interesting, though. Right? Well,
1: it was pertaining to a language not having the word.
0: Yeah, right, 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 right. I just wanted to be sure that, like, the the listeners didn't think that we're just, like, we were, we're totally on a tangent. This has nothing to do with what we're yeah. talking about. That I just wanted to make sure. Yeah.
1: Anyway, but, back to Eve. <laughs> yeah. um, so some people were talking on Twitter because she is a UMD Bulldog women's hockey commit. Okay. Um
0: Only a commit? So she's not even like college age or has been taken like a gap year or something?
1: Well, I mean, she's somewhere between the age of 16 and 20. Because yeah, she's playing juniors. Okay. Um, but our friends over at Everything College Hockey, they're at Team ECH at Team ECH on the Hockey Podcast Network. Shout out. Um, if you're looking for their pod, they also go by Pucks and Deep. I think that's the official name of the pod. But if you search Everything College Hockey, it'll come up. Anyway, yep. they said um, the eligibility rules do differ between men and women. And she maintains her college eligibility as long as she doesn't accept more than the actual or necessary expenses. So she's just getting enough money to live, basically, and she retains her college eligibility. So, I'm not sure when she'll be heading to Duluth, but at some point she'll be playing for UMD and, well, probably Team Canada in a couple years.
0: Interesting. Well, first off, congrats to you. Yeah, Incredible congrats. accomplishment. The boys were so psyched getting her into the locker room. And can you, I mean, if, when you saw, I don't know if anybody saw, but everybody did the water bottle shower, right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, she came in and like had a smile on her face and then everybody just like poured it on. Um, but when I was looking at it, she is Head and shoulders, a good head, shorter than like anybody else on the team. Yeah. Um, and as we know, and if you've watched the NHL, most of the larger guys on the team are massive, right? They're like six three at least, six uh, two. Lanky is all get out. Uh, she seemed like like a much more compact and athletic goaltender. M- m- you know, harkening uh, to maybe a Jonathan Quick. Well, I was gonna say Dominic Hasich, but ooh, or a Hasek, yeah. That's just gonna. Well, Hashik was like six one, I think. Oh, and I Hasek thought he Hasek was, was pretty... maybe,
1: maybe like Curtis Joseph, wasn't he a small guy? No, I think those were all big guys, dude. Really? I think Curtis, Look it Curtis up. Joseph when he got into that fight with Patrick Wah, uh
0: Well, remember Waugh is easily uh, over six foot. True. Um. Interesting. No, but. She looks maybe like five eleven at the tallest. Yeah. She does, she's not. She's not tipping six foot. Oh, she, Curtis
1: Joe. Curtis Joe Joseph yeah. is five eleven. Okay. There you go.
0: Yeah, so she's like a Curtis Joseph. I think Hashik though, and hey, I could be wrong. Let me.
1: I've, I'm looking it up.
0: Yeah. This would be the rare. eye. Uh, he's six
1: one. Yeah, I know Hashik was a big guy. Um but I mean that already puts her at such a disadvantage her size. Yeah. Because goalies now, like you said, they're all like anywhere from six two to six five.
0: Yeah, and I think that we can um, you know, attribute that to Godzilla himself, Ole Kolzig, who is really part of that tide. He's one of the first just large men goalies, uh, you know, before when he broke into the league, he was actually one of the tallest goalies in the entire league. And we, you know, if you go back a couple of seasons, we interviewed him and we talked about it a little bit. Um, super aggressive guy, though, really big, really big in that. Uh, and he used his size to his advantage. And I think that his performance and his Vesna win really kind of spurred the rest of the NHL to really look at, hey, Can is this guy a big jolly green giant and can he also flop around like a fish uh ballerina in the crease? Let's uh let's start going that way. Yeah. You know? I mean you look at Vasilevsky, the dude's like six three, he's just a big guy. I mean all these all these goals. Holtby, you know, everybody's over six foot. And I guess that like maybe I'm just calling the benchmark six foot because I never reached it.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, if I did I probably would be in the show
1: by now. As two men under the height of six foot,
0: I'm six foot in a college program, lacrosse we, college program for sure.
1: I think we can both um, safely say that there is six foot envy uh, among men.
0: I mean, not envy. I would even call it lust. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I, I lust over being taller just by that one inch. And like I said, you know, if I if I'd gotten that one inch. Probably, I would probably be counting down um, an Ironman streak, maybe to the tune of a thousand games, right, Polly?
1: Yeah, maybe, which <laughs> goes into our next segment, our next point. Well, we didn't
0: have to call that. I was trying to set you up. I was trying to get you that apple, yeah. but, but yeah. yeah, let's let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, so Keith Yandel was scratched at after 989 straight games. Okay. He's still, um, I believe, 20 or 30 ahead of Phil Kessel. Um, okay. But basically, they wanted to get some young guys in, and they screwed him out of having a 1,000 straight games, which we'll get more into on Thursday.
0: Absolutely, and that will be your segment. The, the Snack Time with Polly Cupcakes. We'll be talking about uh, Keith Yandel and whether he got screwed or not. So tune in on Thursday. We'll, we'll go d- deeper, but we definitely have a lot more news to cover. And, and you know, we want to keep these episodes somewhat short. Uh, you know, we drone on way too much. But uh, moving on, I would like to say congratulations to Nick Felino. Now, Nick Foligno, uh, for Caps fans, maybe has a little bit of a mixed bag and reception. But any guy who plays a thousand games in the NHL is a fucking stud. And I don't think that anyone, I mean, say what you want about it. But the player himself, if you are a serviceable NHLer for a thousand games, you're
1: amazing. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, top couple percent of hockey players to ever exist.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like having the muscle composition of an elite power athlete, which is only like a few percent in aisle of, of all people. Yeah. I don't know anyone who... well. Other than myself, I don't really know anyone who has that. Oh, Polly, no. do you? No. <laughs> nope. Polly, today, side note. And, you know, okay, so we're obviously kind of just, we're not exactly struggling for content. I just threw out my on, and I don't know if it just landed in my lap or wherever down my sleeve, but it's gone. Um, Polly, I look today, because I know that you love ancient anthropology and how your family and and your genealogy ties back. There's like this like ancient what ancient group did you if you've if you've done a 23andMe if you've done an Ancestry.com and this is absolutely a free ad so please sponsor us but and I forget it was like ancient something ancient genealogy or whatever ancient something and you could literally plug in your 23andMe results in under 10 minutes and see like what ancient group you belong to. Obviously, did you do it? No, because I already know. I mean, come on. Did be, I'm, um, you know, 100% Korean. <laughs> it, well, I'm like 99.9% Korean, in fact. At one point when I first got my results, they said like I was some Japanese like a like a 1% Japanese and then like a week later they're like just kidding as a matter of fact you're only like 0.2% Japanese the rest of that goes back to Korean um very homogeneous country right there but they were saying that you know I mean it's got to be Mongolia right like that if, if I were to like be attributed to any sort of uh Ancient war, speed, war, war race, or ancient race of, and, and again they were very vague in the advertisement, right? I mean, I, they got like less than a second of my attention, um, but yeah, it, it had to be the Mongolians, right?
1: Yeah, I would think so.
0: Yeah. The the ultimate war race.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you say so.
0: Anyways, anyways, okay. Speaking of the Western Hemisphere, Nathan Walker, the only Australian born and bred hockey talent, uh, born in the UK, I believe, uh, but trained in Australia for most of his career, scored again in the game against Calgary. By the way, Nathan Walker is next cap. Dude has eight points. Probably listen to this. Eight points in 16 games played this season, seven of which are goals. Should we bring him back?
1: Yeah. Let's do it.
0: I loved him. Nathan Walker is a small guy. You know, we're talking about small. 5'11", under 200. Uh, skates like the wind. Tenacity like none other. I am so hyped for him to have a shot in the NHL again. I thought that when he left the Caps... You know, there was a lot of buzz around him being the first Aussie player and all these things like that. But, uh, you know, I was very, um, worried about his career in the sense that, like, he's over. It's done. I think not only did he switch teams once, but twice. He landed in the blues and, uh, he probably, he may have switched more, but, uh, you know, again, I'm not a Nathan Walker, uh, full-time follower, but it's so good to see him. He scored, a couple, he scored a goal against the Caps last time we played the Blues uh, to see him have success, though.
1: Yeah, he went to the Oilers.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's right.
1: And then he ended up back playing for Hershey in three games for the Caps the year after the Cup. Okay. And then he ended up uh, some more AHL time. I mean, there. this guy has
0: playoff goals for the Washington Capitals Cup run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Legend. I mean, completely, to be completely honest, uh, I, was, I was looking at trying to move to Australia out of college.
1: Yeah, I mean, my wife went there on a trip. She loves it. My, she did? Yeah, my brother and my dad have gone there. I mean, what? The three people that I know that have been there loved it.
0: I've heard a couple of amazing things. So I've lived in Germany. Um, and I've lived in, and this is going to be important later, um, and not to be too misogynistic, but I had heard that Australian women have more sex per capita than any other nationality of woman in the world.
1: And that's why you wanted to go there.
0: Yeah. Also, I like the beach because that's, you know, my attire today is really kind of all about that. And the populace is heavily concentrated on the outskirts of that outlaw country. Yeah. But I just, I mean, come on, man. Australia. I mean, everything about it is incredibly unique.
1: Yeah. I mean, it looks awesome.
0: The topography, you know, we know that you're the geography major, right? Yeah. So, you know, the topography, like the land layouts, desert, uh, with 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 also some big mountains and then surround ra- it's a, truly an island. You know the British back in the day just were like, hey, uh, this is a completely unpopulated massive landmass. Let's see what happens if we just drop bunch of outlaws here and then now Australia is a country.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, I actually read an article one time. The British sent a bunch of uh, Irish women there to appease the people who were... The sexual cravings of the population. Yes. Mm. Back, you know, when things like that were a thing that happened.
0: Right. I would say that one very enterprising or a group of enterprising young ladies is probably one of the largest stockholders. That family is one of the largest stockholders in that country now. Yeah. So good for them. Uh, Hopefully it didn't end up in total dire straits. But Australia today seems like an incredibly awesome country to live in, to be completely honest. And and now that I know that they have hockey and, you know, Nathan Walker spurning me on to to make this decision, yeah, hey, maybe I could like pick up a beer league team there. Get drafted. They do have some uh minor league hockey there. Well I would never I don't think I would ever be that good, but just like a good group of boys to you know bat the puck around. Speaking of which, we have to address it, and I know this is a weird segue into it, but Polly, we uh, had a very promising beer league ice season this this session session. So like uh, you know, I where we're at, we're in Wheeling, West Virginia, obviously, but we're outside Pittsburgh about an hour. We play. Uh, beer league and rec hockey in Pittsburgh. And, uh, we actually play at the old Penguins practice facility, South Point. Shout out South Point sponsor us. Uh, I, uh, we, we, we had a kind of a, a rough game that ended our season. High hopes this season. This yeah. session, I should say. <clears throat> they call it sessions because, like, again, there's four. So this would be like what the spring session or winter session. Yeah, this is the winter session. This is the big session.
1: Everything's been kind of out of whack since COVID.
0: It has. It has. But this would be, I guess, considered the winter, the close of the winter session. Uh, Our team hard pass captain, Jamie Travitz. Shout out. Penguins fan, but uh, total douchebag. But, you know, Hmm. good guy. (laughs) Uh, We had a, uh, we had, we had a, Semi deep run. Went to the semifinals and played the number one team. We were a low seed coming in. Underdogged. Or did we underdog the first the first game?
1: No, I think we were the higher seed in the first game.
0: Because one and two got a bye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we were we,
1: four and we played five.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we, we beat a close seed pretty handily. Yeah, we did. Boys flying high. Coming into this game,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, we, we just got waffle stomped,
1: six to two. Yeah, I mean the other team played one of the better team games I've seen in beer league. They just uh, they pretty much clogged up every lane. Defensively, So we had no space. Yeah. They always had someone finding open ice. The way they moved the puck, it was pretty tough to establish a good forecheck.
0: The breakout was expert. I'll give them that for it Beer was. League. They, they broke out. They supported the puck. I mean, they, did. they didn't, you know, here's the thing about, about Beer League. It's... Uh, you know, unless you have a passer like me on your team, you're not going to be able to change plane quickly, right? So, like, you're not going to be able to thread a right to left pat, you know, right board to left board pass quickly. You know, you're you're working in lanes, as they say in hockey. I would say, you know, I've never heard that, but I I'm <laughs> coining that today. You're working within your lane. Here, so you have uh, if you look at the the boards to like you know, ten feet out that's one lane, and then ten feet to the center that's two lanes. So you got two lanes to work in, and they dominated those lanes while our forwards, I don't know, we both play defense, but our forwards just kind of.
1: Well, you know they they covered those lanes so well that the only time we had open ice was when one of us took it from behind the net and went coast to coast. Right. That was the only time there was space. There was yeah. no space for a breakout.
0: It's true. And um, you know, if your breakout, if if you can't make that incredible first pass and then you have to work for that first pass, makes it so much harder. Uh In all aspects of hockey. And I think that that is prevalent throughout every level of hockey, all the
1: way down to the five-year-olds up to pros. Yeah. And so was batting the puck your transition because I almost scored that way?
0: You almost scored a batting puck?
1: Oh, yeah. I took a rush down and... I saw some,
0: like, weird thing. I was out there
1: with you. My rebound, like, flipped up in front of the goalie. Or no, I think I passed it off. The other guy's shot went up in the air, and I batted it, yes, I remember, but this. then it went down he he smothered it, and I mean, it was one of those plays where like they let us dig for three or four seconds because the puck was still loose, but yeah, the, I mean the the goalie was pretty good too. it was it was all right. We were excited because our roller playoffs are about to start, and right. we wanted to just you know. Just Take congratulate ourselves on two championships.
0: Yeah, in one in one sesh. Yeah, and so. you know this is the first full sesh that I am in with the roller team, and then you know, obviously we're we're long-standing staples to a team that got actually bumped down a league. I really wanted to stick it to the rink to say that hey, we don't belong in this shittier league. Though we they know we that we do, yeah,
1: <laughs> they know they know that we do. So I, stay. I tuned. I enjoyed
0: f- the f- the faster pace in the Ohio league, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the playoffs felt like the entire season of last session. Yeah, but right, yeah. So stay tuned for how we probably lose in the ruler playoffs. Shut. Well.
0: Okay, yeah. Let's let's yeah. Let's be. I think the boys are riding too high in our ice team.
1: Well, it's not that I don't have faith in our ability to win. I just enjoy—not enjoy—I subscribe to having low expectations in life.
0: Also, well, you could also just have said that you're humble <laughs> yeah. instead of saying I look. <laughs> Jesus, Ollie. Yeah. All right. Well, I—I I mean, I too have low expectations. Okay, I'm, I'm on that train.
1: We're going low with expectations. The- the, the negative karma or the reverse karma like our our uh, predictions exactly yeah
0: yeah we're reverse karmaing this shit as hard as possible um,
1: well so speaking of playoffs yeah, though... I was going to say the exact same thing go ahead well the Panthers on Sunday today just clinched the playoffs with their five to three win over Buffalo they're the first Eastern team to do so with uh, one game in hand. They are four points behind the Avalanche, who are so they're basically competing for the President's Trophy at this point. And the Abs, if Vancouver beats Vegas on Sunday night, will clinch the playoffs. Well, so, let's go if these two teams, the Avs and the Panthers, who a lot of people for the last couple of years have had a lot of uh, stock in, but I think even more this year. Um, I mean, we could be looking at a 1996 Stanley Cup rematch if the two favorites make it to the Cup. Which I think was a sweep for... Detroit? No, no, Avalanche, they swept the Panthers. Panthers, oh, right. It was like their third year in existence or something. And it was the Avalanche's first year in Denver. And that was, like, what, like, uh, f- the,
0: who is it, uh, Theo Fleury? No. Who is the guy, yeah, it might have been Theo Fleury. You're talking about Claude Lemieux? No, the, no, no, no. For Florida, the guy who is, like, amazing for Florida.
1: Oh, I don't even know.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is, honestly, it's fucked up because, you're right, I don't know either. It's fucked up that Florida's history, which is starting off much like the Vegas Knights history... In the sense of, like, Florida, one of their first years, if not their first year in existence, went to the finals and did not win uh, and got absolutely crushed. Uh, But I believe that, like, they, you know, Florida was, like, one of those teams that was, like, super exciting to watch. And then all of a sudden they, like, fell off, you know? Like, For, like, a decade. Yeah. And then now, in, you know, present hockey times, it's like, who the fuck is, are the Florida Panthers? You watch their games, and there's nobody in the stands, which is absolutely fucking criminal. Uh, but, you know, uh, and, I mean, we've had Carl Alsner on, and he's not shitting on Phoenix. That's the funny part, is that he's always talking about, oh, yeah, you're going to go down to Florida, like, you know, cash in that retirement. You know, uh, Carl himself said... Florida is always the case of, hey, you know, you're going to go down there. You're going to play. It's going to be chill. You're not going to see anyone in the dance. It's almost going to be like sub-ECHL times, right? But you're still going to make all this money and be able to bank it tax-free.
1: Yeah. And now with the success of both of those teams in Florida, there's probably just as much pressure. As any other team.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I will and and, you know, but is there?
1: When you look at Florida, you look at Florida. Not pressure, but hope.
0: Right. And to be on your side, absolutely. Florida, Florida Panthers versus the, host the the Colorado Avalanche in a round one Stanley Cup final game one matchup. Where's the question? Let that simmer. Does that feel weird? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it does. And that's cool. That's amazing for hockey, don't you think?
1: Yeah. And these next 13 games are big for the two of them. Right. Because that'll, you know, like I said, if, if the two favorites make it, who gets game one and game seven at home?
0: Absolutely. So the 1996 Stanley Cup Finals, uh, is when, yep, Colorado Avalanche versus the Eastern Conference champion, Florida Panthers, played. There's a four game sweep for Colorado in 96. Those are Patrick Wah years. And I've, I've gotta see. I've got to see. You. Take us into the take us into the injuries, man. Like what? Yep. What do we got? What do we got right. on injuries, Paulie? Yeah. And I, so, I will come back swinging.
1: So Sean Monahan is going to miss the rest of the season for the Flames. He's going to have surgery to repair the labrum in his right hip. Uh, that's a pretty cool hip. And, I didn't um, know labrums were in hips. Yeah, I thought that was a shoulder shoulder thing. thing though. But I think they're similar joints. Hmm. And then. Peter Mrazek with the Leafs is going to miss six weeks because he has a third injury to his groin this season. Um, They just announced that on Thursday. Um, I just remembered as I was talking, uh, the dude for the Penguins who just came off of uh, surgery. Was it? uh, It's not Zucker. I don't know. For the Pins? Yeah, guy for the Penguins came back to play. Zucker. Sucker. Okay, he he had I think abdominal surgery. Yeah, he had a core attic. injury. Yeah. Came back, got hurt against the Avalanche, which on Saturday that Avalanche Penguins game was a banger. That was a that was a good game to have on national television. Good barn burner. Was there a lot of physicality going on? No, there there actually wasn't even a penalty until like five minutes left in the game. Um, it was just a lot. Hey, of you want
0: to skill it up? You want to. skill... <laughs>
1: Scale yeah. it up. That's what you get. It was uh it was a lot of action. Um the Avalanche scored first, held the lead for a while. Crosby ties it up on a deflection, less than a minute later, Obey Cabell hammers in a missile. And then when the Penguins tied it up, Devon Taves thirty six seconds later, yeah. Super again, Saiyan took Devontes. the lead. What?
0: Super Saiyan Devontae's.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was on it in that game. He he played a shift with a broken stick from the offensive zone and then like stayed in the play, played really good defense without drawing a or getting a penalty. Without Bro, a that's stick. an art too. Yeah. I mean he was kicking the puck away from dudes, body checking. He played so well on that shift, and then he had a two on one. I think he blocked a Crosby shot. Later. All without a stick? No, no. That, oh. that was later on in the game. Okay, okay. And then he had the game-winning goal.
0: Amazing. You know, it's so hard to make one, if not two, plays without a stick. Uh,
1: yeah, he went like 35 seconds. Consist- like, they were picking on him because yeah. he didn't have a stick and he was, he was up to the task.
0: Insane, dude. I, you know, n- non-stick plays that's... As a player in a high-pressure situation, n- obviously not in the NHL or anything like that, but, like, when you break a stick, and, you know, I'm a pussy, so I don't break a lot of sticks, but when you break a stick, it's like, fuck, I don't know what to do. And, you know, if if you were to just say, like, hey, go play like you're playing hockey, but I'm going to take your stick, uh, my skating stride's fucked up, everything is messed up. You know, everything is completely askew, if you will.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think you can relate to that, right? Like, eat, I mean, it's just such a, like, w- we've had them
1: since we were kids. <laughs> well, yeah, in in the hockey environment, it's like missing a limb. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the these, limb. The yeah. only
0: limb. You know, the only limb that you can, you can play with is, yeah. is
1: gone. The only thing worse than losing your stick is... Is blowing the steel on your skate, but that's that's not that's not even playable. That's just you have to get off the ice because you can't move and you probably will hurt yourself. Right. With a stick, you can you can at least stay in the play, albeit at a very big disadvantage.
0: Yeah. Um, No, 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 no. It's so so detrimental to your game game to to have done that. Alright, look, so I looked up the Florida Panthers lineup in in that final. I'm just gonna rattle off some names of like the captain and the alternate captains because no one is going to remember these people.
1: Who do, you, who do you think the captain was? I don't even have a guess. I mean, like, I've sorry. watched replays of it, and <clears throat> I don't remember.
0: Number 20. Brian Scroodland. Oh, sorry. Got the hiccups. Brian Scroodland.
1: Yeah, no idea.
0: Alternate captain. Scott Mellenby. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: either <clears throat> no I don't I don't know him either um,
0: Ed Jovanovsky
1: yeah all blanks
0: Gord Murphy nope Okay, American, 1996, Florida Panthers roster, John Van Breesbrook.
1: That's kind of familiar, but not really. He was a goalie. Okay.
0: Mark Fitzpatrick, also a goalie. Martin Straka.
1: There we go.
0: Okay, okay, here we go. We're getting into some pay dirt here. Uh, Rob Niedemeyer.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Crazy, right? Crazy roster. (laughs) Let me tell you what the Avalanche roster was no captain. Curtis Lashusian.
1: Yeah, I don't know that guy. Come on, Polly. I was four years old. Craig Wallinan.
0: Okay, yeah, all right, right here, all right, here. Um, Patrick Waugh. Yeah, Joe Sackick. Mm. Captain. Joe Sackick, yeah. Peter Forsberg. Claude Lemieux Mike Keane Stefan Yell Scott Young Chris Simon Caps legend Chris Chris Simon Adam Foote John Clem The Lone German Uwe Krupp and Sylvain Lefebvre Lefebvre, Lefebvre, and then backing up at Stephen Stefan Stephon, I'm sorry,
1: Fissette. Mm. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's even before, like, I feel like the iconic team, really, is the O one one team. Right. Peter Forsberg, uh, Ray Bork, obviously, um... Peter Budai may have been the backup. I can't remember for the Stanley Cup team, but yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty cool. I guess that's what twenty five years. If if they meet up, it'll be a twenty five year reunion of those teams.
0: Definitely not a grind match, but but in the history of the NHL, a very
1: cool occurrence. No. Yeah. And uh, before we get into the Caps, back to the world today. Uh, Nick Ritchie from the Coyotes was suspended for one game without pay for slashing the Anaheim Ducks defenseman Kevin Shattenkirk. And I think um, this is a bitch-made move. Did you see it? No, I didn't. Uh, Really, all of my energy was what's going to be your segment on Thursday. So, so those teams.
0: it was kind of a scrum on the side, uh, uh, like on on the half boards, and dude, like hits Sh- Shattenkirk like right in the head. Not only like he alt- he accidentally hits him there, and that should still be a high high st- high stick, but at the same time, like he actually takes like a. Kind of like uh, for Axel Johnson-Fialbes, stick to the head. Another hit to the head. Just kind of like a three-inch tap. Yeah. I think that's a good call by the NHL. Like, the the very least, this is
1: a good thing. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to get rid of all those stick play penalties. So, they've got to crack down when things like this happen, especially in the head.
0: But you should never... Take your stick and hit somebody in the head.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: Especially the bladed end. Yeah. I mean, there used to be. You know, you look at you look at like penalties, like the butt-ending penalty, which is a a match penalty. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's really probably an archaic penalty. Nobody, not many people, butt in anymore. No. If you do butt end you're going to the to the body, but if you butt into the head i feel feel like that the reason that they they made this penalty is because like goal goalie is once the cat eye mask came in once people were not wearing masks, you could totally like take a tooth out break a break an orbital bump whatever it may
1: be, yeah
0: so I've got the hiccups. Yeah. Can you tell?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can. Fuck. I'm trying to think of something that would scare you. Nothing. Without making loud noises.
0: Hmm. I'm unscarable.
1: Well, the Washington wraparound should be pretty quick today. We only got one game. I know that I lured you in here with my tweet by saying. This is pregame for the Caps. Yeah. But before we do that, tell us.
0: The international season has been packed with 30 dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook an Official Sports betting partner of the NHL has your shot to win, too. Big customers can bet – new customers, I'm sorry, can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the wind column for your team means – Free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Fantasy's cocky contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total cash prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get 100 and $50 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, 21 and older. Restrictions apply. Whoa, <gasps> <clears throat> I almost made it. See show notes for details. <laughs> Fuck me. Should All
1: right, we- cue it up. I'll go through this game.
0: All right, All right. here we go. Polly's leading the way. Washington Rapper I'm coming up.
1: I don't know what happened okay. to the fucking right. thing. So you know, we only got one game to talk about. It was the 28th, which was <laughs> last Monday, against the Canes. Coming in, Caps had beaten them in every matchup. Um, it was—it's really been, I think, one of the high points of the season. Saying, "Look, we can compete with one of the best teams in the league. We've been beating them." And the Canes came into Capital One and showed that they are one of the best teams in the league. Um, you know they came in two early goals, they weren't fucking around. Eric Stahl ripped uh, yeah. So, you know, it's 2-0. And Eric Stahl rips Oshi's stick out of his hand. And nothing happened. So Oshi's pissed. And slashes Stahl, kind of mid stick. Stahl's the only The weakest
0: got slash ever. Yeah,
1: it was weak. Stahls only got one hand on the stick, falls out of his hand, so then they call penalty on that, which instantly negated the Ovechkin goal that happened right after. So this this is a two-to-one game if they don't call this weak call. Uh,
0: Tell me, dude, that's like the weakest call I think I've seen all season.
1: It was, and I mean, I think the ref automatically calls it because he sees him slash it out of his hand but retaliation as well right yeah A but I mean like bit. context he's only got one <laughs> hand on the stick I mean Dude, come on you gotta know. be
0: and there's 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 two fucking refs here how the fuck do you not see T.J. Oshie with, with his hands up in the middle of ice saying hey. he's holding my stick and letting go of it he let go T.J. Oshie had to let go of his stick
1: Yeah, so, I mean, this not only ruined a power play for the Caps, but it took a goal off of them, turns it into a four-on-four. You know, just atrocious. And, you know, still 2-0 after one. Um, Get a little bit of hope. Willie gets the Caps on the board in the power play. And a few minutes later, Caps get another penalty, or another power play. Looks good. Maybe going to tie this game up. But Sebastian Aho gets a shorty. He uh, he beat Johansson. Or wait, it's Johansson, right? Johansson. 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 He beats Johansson to the net. Um, uh, that wasn't a good look. But you know the Caps they've given up a lot of shorties this year. It's it's not a it's not a mojo problem. It's a Caps problem. So now it's three to one, and Caps are about to get another power play midway in the second. But McMichael doesn't keep control of his emotions. They put him in the box four-on-four, four and the Canes scored on the four-on-four. Four. Um, that, you know, I, I understand. I'm a hockey player. Your emotions run, run high. But that's one thing every coach will tell you. When the scoreboard looks the way it did, you got to control yourself after the whistle and not put your team at disadvantage just because there's some pushing and shoving. Uh, and, you know, uh, Nekis gets a goal, five to one's the final, sc- Oh, I mean, later in the period. Um, so it's five to one after two. And then I still don't know how to say this guy's name. It's ne- well, it's Nietzsche's and then, oh, Nietzsche's. Okay. And then Skej, is that it? Skej, I, Skej, Sky, Sky, sk- I don't know. He's, he's the guy during that SNL skit, Chance the Rapper. <laughs> looked at his name and he just goes nope let's play that hockey um so 6 to 1's the final uh couldn't get the season sweep on carolina the canes were really good and uh they showed it in that game hopefully um the caps took their 5 days off and used it to get ready for this game that's about to be played in a couple hours here against the wild and <laughs> You know, Larson, he's going to make his debut tonight. Um, and the lines weird,
0: weird lines, though, for the uh, Washington Capitals going into the wild. An absolute playoff contender. You look at uh, the first line being Ovechkin, Backstrom, and Johansson. No, Johansson. Uh, book it now. Johansson has three points tonight. All right. Calling it. Mantha Kuzi Oshi and then Shiri eller Wilson Larson getting his like we said debut. Doubt and Hathaway. Fuck you, was quit lying quit laughing. <laughs> uh Faviari Carlson. Interessante there. Mm-hmm. It is. And Orlov Jensen. I like that one. I yeah. I like I that, a lot, that too. One a lot. And then T.V.R. back in the lineup, and Schultz. I I don't I don't mind it. Here's the thing. Um, I think Laviolette has expertly put together his defensive lines, and then said, "Hey, uh, off, offense, don't suck it up, and let's see what you can do."
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think with the guys dressing, it. I'm interested to see how these lines go. I think they're structured nicely. And uh, we'll see how long he leaves Ovi and Backstrom together. Because I think if the game starts going south, he's bumping Koozie back up. Oh, yeah.
0: Capstones, keep in mind, these are down the stretch. You've not had anybody healthy uh, lines right now. This is an experiment game against a... Tough West Coast, Western Division, or Western conf- Conference opponent, you might as well
1: just let them go. Yeah, and I, I'm actually really looking forward to Mantha, Kuznetsov, and Oshi. I think if they click, <laughs> they will be the best Capitals line. Like, as a line, I think that has the most, at least in this arrangement, they have yeah. the most potential to be uh, prolific.
0: And look, they're spreading beef out, right? Um, we know that Wilson and Manta have chemistry and they can work, but who knows about the rest of the lineup? Especially when it gets when it gets
1: going full speed. So last week's predictions, we included the wild game. Um, so you said two and zero. So you're definitely wrong. Fuck you! Uh, I said one and one. So if they win tonight, then I'll be right. Oh, yeah. but we'll lump the the wild into next week's predictions. Okay. Well, no, no,
0: no, no. Okay, let's, fine. let's well, no. We'll um, we'll keep. I am a man of
1: honor, and that is what we're going to go with. Um, we both said two goals for Ovi. So unless he scores two tonight, we're both wrong.
0: Well, he will. He's going to get fed twice by Marcus, and then Marcus is going to have a. One goal game. One goal, two assist game by Mark, Marcus Johansson. Book it now. Cap fans. the line is not set. You still have one hour, two, two hours from puck drop from now to book that into Vegas. Bank on it. Put put your whole life savings on it. You know, Put a mortgage on the house. Do what you need to do.
1: We've got three games coming up this week. Tampa on Wednesday. Then the Penguins get their second... Three o'clock ABC game in a row. They're going to be on the ninth, three p.m. in Pittsburgh, and then on Sunday against the Bruins, um, that is also a matinee. Uh, two
0: and one, two and one, and we lose against the Bruins.
1: Okay, um, I'm gonna three, go three and zero. You're going three and zero.
0: Yeah, why not? Holy fuck! That is the first fucking time, all season, I think that Polly has gone perfect.
1: Now, I've done it once or twice, and we went winless.
0: Uh, so the reverse karma.
1: Yeah, uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say uh, two of goals this week. I say three. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Get rid of your hu- your cupcake your Just cupcakes hiccups. My cupcake hiccups
0: are <clears throat> all right. Well, C- Caps fans, I'm really sorry for this that you had to listen to Polly for so long. But goddamn, did he do a good job? Oh, thanks. Thank you. There you go. No, thank you, Polly. I'm like punching myself. If you if you watch the stream, you'll see me like slap myself, punch myself in the side a few times, uh, and oh my god, I think they're gone.
1: Are you, oh, nope, no, no, are here. Well, tune in Thursday, where on the Hockey Troll Hip Check, what are you going to talk? Oh, we're going to, Hockey Troll's going to be talking about all this stuff with Jay Beagle and Trevor Zegris and all that stuff that everybody's talking about on Twitter. And all this stuff. During snack time with Polly Cupcakes, I'm going to talk about Keith Yandel and how ridiculous it, ridiculous it is. That they benched him with 11 games away from 1,000. So, yeah. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, please rate us. Five stars only. Five stars only. And, uh, you know, drop us a, a like or a follow on social if you like what we have to say or if you like what we have to tweet. Until next time, Polly Cupcakes and Hockey Troll signing off. Bye.
0: Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, The Hockey
1: Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok.
0: <laughs> and follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey pod net on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out. Oh, we're not friends anymore.